Welcome to the Dental Money Lounge, the place where dentists can tune in to grow their money, wealth and financial knowledge. Here are your hosts, Hassan Mushaid and Max Bazzucchini. Good evening, everyone. We are today uh, doing another episode of our podcast, the Dental Money Lounge, and I'm joined by our regular co-host, Hassan Mushaid. How are you, Hassan? I'm not too bad. How are you, Max? I'm very well indeed, very well indeed. Just came back from London, super busy day, and I'm really, really pleased to have on the show tonight Dr. Shiraz Khan. How are you, Shiraz? Hi, I'm very well, Max. Hope you're well, Hassan. Yeah. Uh, thank you ever so much for inviting me for this for this conversation. I'm incredibly flattered and incredibly humbled that you'd even consider me. So thanks for having me. Our pleasure. For our listener, for the benefit of our listener, Dr. Shiraz Khan, is a multi-awards winner dentist, really busy dentist, really super cool guy, best young dentist 2017, European rising star in dentistry in 2018, and also the Young Dentist Academy director, and also a super cool break dancer. How do you That's manage right. all of those things? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you, it's a, a continuous struggle. I'll use the analogy of, although I am married and I have a single lady, so I wouldn't ever use this as an example, but if you're dating two girlfriends at the same time, each of them know about each other, each of them hate each other. That's kind of like what it's like. You know, you grab time from one, then you have to grab time for another. It's uh, it's two lives that are very, very, they're almost antagonistic, but they're, st- they're also completely fuel each other in the same right. If it wasn't yeah. for one, I wouldn't be good at the other, if that yeah. makes sense. So, so Shiraz, you, you, you're pretty young still in your dental career. I believe you qualified five years ago. and That's right, 2013, looking- yeah. 2013, okay, so yeah, it's not long at all. But you've achieved quite a lot for, for a young dentist. Now, one of the things I would like to learn about is what drives people to continuously keep improving, keep striving. And I think prior to the podcast, uh, the, the listeners won't know, but we had a bit of a discussion about goal setting and Shiraz shared some interesting insights on how he looks at goals and, and, and how a ceiling can actually, or having a goal can be a ceiling in a way as well. What drives yeah, you yeah. to keep pursuing to become better? Uh, do you know, I think that's it. You know, this, the conversation we had was, again, very organic, and it, it just made sense by speaking about it. So for those that are, are driven and want to achieve, I think goal setting is so important, yeah, because it gives you an opportunity to direct yourself, to direct your energy. If there's a, an, an achievement that you want to get to by placing it as a goal, you have a, 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 a pathway that you feel like you need to achieve. But how often is it? And I'll use you two as examples that you set a goal, you get nowhere near the goal, but something else pops out of the blue. Has that ever happened to either of you? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you decide that you want to, to, to buy a practice and instead a commercial building that comes up for, for starting a nail salon, for example, or something crazy comes up and you're like, oh my God, where did that come from? I feel like that the setting the goal opens the door for such opportunities because you're still driving, striving, improving, yeah, getting yeah. better. But there's a big disadvantage in my opinion, and that's if you've got a strong work ethic and you intend to continuously improve, you don't settle. You know, this is a really key thing, not settling at standards, just saying to yourself, right, I want to get better, I want to get better. The problem with goals, so I use the example, each yin has its yang. The yin of it all is the fact that you set a goal, you can strive further because you can push to that point where you want to achieve that goal. The yang to the situation is, once you achieve that goal, what happens? Yeah. And sometimes a lot of people get to a goal and they're like, oh, I made it, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I got there. And then they just relax. So what's happened is inadvertently, 
that goal has created a glass ceiling. Whereas actually what a goal should be is striving for aspiration. Now, this isn't like most things, like most dental treatment, like most diseases, whatever. It doesn't affect everyone in the same way. I think it's all proportional to your personality type. Yeah. I think it's all proportional to your work ethic and strength and, and ability to want to strive to become better and improve. But if you set goals, I think the main thing is be prepared to not achieve the goal. Yeah. Be prepared to take a parallel path that doesn't lead to the goal and be prepared once the goal's done to keep on working with the same ethic. The only the only disadvantage of all of this is uh, you hear about this all the time, it's very easy to burn out, yeah? yeah? So if you keep setting goals, if you keep trying to achieve, you keep trying to strive, you know, I'd almost argue it's a disease in itself, you know? You don't get the moments to just sit there and say, well done, yeah. have an evening off, it's and tomorrow you can start again. It's a very mindset. We always talk with Hassan about how to, to achieve or to set goals and having a almost like a sport mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And shall I tell you that you know breakdancing as yes. as, as as comical as it sounds, that's one of the things that has taught me that you know sometimes when we have to try and learn a movement and you repeatedly crashing on the floor and you yeah. know you can often even get injuries, you get stressed or yeah. you're not making this movement. But you have to keep doing it until you get it. Muscle memory doesn't come from anything other than frequency and practice, right? Oh, yeah. absolutely, Shiraz. I, I have to tell you, I don't know if you know this, Hassan, but my wife, she is an amazing dancer. She went to the Royal uh, Royal Ballet, uh, danced at the Royal Opera House and the London Coliseum. Wow. So I, I'm really fascinated by performing and, 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 and arts and especially dance. So I know exactly what you mean by saying keep practicing, keep practicing. Because that gives you the sort of strong mindset. And, uh, you know, my, my interestingly, my father, when I qualified, <laughs> and I love him very dearly, he's a man of very strong work ethic, you know. We'll get into my background later about where they're from and so on. But, you know, he said to me when I qualified, he's like, Shiraz, stop this falling around now. Spinning <laughs> <laughs> exactly on your head. What are you doing? <laughs> stop, stop falling around now. And I said to him, I said, you know, father, I have to be completely honest with you. If it isn't for things like that, that take you out of this Oh, yeah. five by you five box that more. is the mouth yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely now, really intrigued by having a shiraz tonight on the show <laughs> <laughs> what advice would you give to a young dentist because you actually managed to have a, a very strong work ethic but you still have enough time for family i follow you on social media and you always thought highly of your mom and dad and yeah. your hobbies of course the dancing so how would you Advice. What, what advice would you give to a young dentist graduating now and going into dentistry? I think that's a really interesting thing because with there's almost nothing that stands still, isn't it? Time certainly does not stand still. And, you know, if we talk about what's happened in the last five years for me, I'm sure the journey is somewhat different now. However, it's still relatively recent. And I think one of the major things I'd say to all young dentists is you know stick yourself down when you qualify go on a holiday go and get your time out of your system and, and, and sit down in a very very relaxed atmosphere and, and just get a piece of paper and say and, and you know split the paper in between two and put what would you like a plus on one side and a negative on one side what would be your ideal dreams that you'd want to achieve professionally socially familial academic financial in one side and then you're going to make your exact opposite so what would you not like to achieve or what would you like to avoid almost is the best way to put it and by doing that you can then start formulating okay let's how do we work backwards from this so for an example when i qualified uh, 2013 i went i'm gonna say somewhere glamorous i was in blackpool <laughs> i can't even make it like a, i can't even make it a, a celebratory type of place we were in blackpool with the family everyone was you know having a fun time and i just 
got myself a coffee, got a piece of paper. I said, OK, what would I like to achieve? And I wrote down various different goals. I wanted to have started a master's of some degree. I wanted to have a significant and adequate case portfolio. Interesting, lecturing was never really on that that part. I wasn't ever in that. That wasn't a thing that I, I was striving to achieve at all. Yeah. I was just really keen on becoming the best clinical dentist that I could be, have some academic basis to, to, to almost you know certify what you're doing. And I said to myself that I wanted to get married and I wanted to be able to keep break dancing up at an international level. It, I mean, those are how simple my goals were. How old were you when you were writing these goals out? Were you already a qualified dentist at this stage? Yeah, so I had, so just a bit about me, I had actually done a degree beforehand in medical sciences. Okay. So I qualified okay. from that in 2007, took a year out and in my infinite wisdom decided to work as a dental nurse for a year because I realized dentistry is what I wanted to do. Yeah. I also then went away and taught English as a foreign language in South Korea, clearly South Korea, because I made it back. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I'd then gone on to do dentistry and then, so I was 28 okay. when I qualified. So looking at all the things you achieve now, did you have a goal or, or, or a vision or these aspirations when you were prior to qualifying? Do you know, that's, a, that's an incredible question because actually I didn't know about half the things that you could consider inverted commas achievements okay. while I was qualifying. That's the really interesting thing. You know, we're in social media nowadays. Yeah. I mean, we're going to solve. We're going to solve world politics by this conversation. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, we're going to touch on every facet. But even social media information is so accessible. People's inverted commas success is so accessible. Yeah. Yeah. But the disadvantage of that, it doesn't. It you can't tell what it takes from behind the scenes. Yeah. So it's not. Yeah. I mean, sorry, after, after you. No, 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 please carry on. Please carry on. So. I know and I've seen it, and you've shared with me yourself that the amount of hard work that you have to put through, and you mentioned how you have to balance these different elements that sometimes clash together as well. Now, was it was it a shock when you had to start putting this uh, time and effort in? And I know breakdancing gives you that kind of sport mindset, and, and you're used to yeah. challenging yourself and, and going the extra, extra inch and mile just to kind of further enhance yourself and... and and not be complacent. How did you manage to put all that energy behind dentistry and, and from a from prior to qualifying did, and, ha and meet those expectations without fearing the unknown and whether you're going to fail or not? I mean, that's an incredible insight question, Hassan. And, um, you know, I'm probably talking about these things is the first time I'm actually trying to verbalize okay. everything that you're saying. So it's really interesting because for me, I knew that I wanted to be the best clinical dentist that I want to be and why did I know that because like everything you try and do things that you enjoy agreed yeah absolutely right you know you try and surround yourself by people that you would consider friends you don't purposely sit in a room with five people that you absolutely dislike yeah you always try and create an environment that you will survive prosper improve and I can be quite honest about this Dent I'm absolutely exceptionally passionate about dentistry I really love making a filling look like a tooth you know yeah I'm, I, I'm not one of those people that would you know rush to get the numbers in fact I was never like that in my earlier days when I was in in in, in a lot more uh, time-driven practice shall we call it I, often I was just running late because I wouldn't ever rush to sacrifice quality and that was my passion so you know I had an interesting conversation with a with a dancer from the Netherlands um, he's from a the leading crew uh, dance crew in, in in the Netherlands and he said to me he was like oh Shraz can you you know why don't you just work three days we can just dance the rest and I was like yeah well, why don't I and the answer was very very simple I do dentistry not to fuel another 
aspiration. I do dentistry because it is an aspiration. I do dentistry because it is a passion, just like dances, just like spending time with my wife, just like, you know, going out and buying clothes or uh, sharing with uh, like-minded individuals and lectures. All of these facets I'm passionate about and I'm really, really privileged and grateful that actually what people have, people have invested in me, people who have supported my growth as a clinician, they've really fueled this positive energy so i don't do one to support the other yeah actually they work as a collaborated effort to produce inverted commas me would that would kind it, of make sense would i be right in saying you you're, you're an artist in both areas uh, dancing and dentistry do you know what i'll give you one further the <laughs> artistic academic okay yeah i feel like i'm the artistic academic because i like the art side of things yeah but i always want to be practicing evidence-based dentistry i mean ultimately that's why i did a master's okay so you it's know. a you end up becoming a scientist here because as you learn more and more the more you test and and tweak and optimize so and you, the more it validates what you're doing exactly yeah. yeah yeah that's interesting so, so you, you are passionate about all the things that you do so which 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 would mean that you are living a happy positive meaningful life by doing the things you enjoy the most on a daily basis don't get me wrong it has its fair shares yeah okay like it has its moments where you know the other day i'll just give you last wednesday wednesday or the wednesday before last as an example you get to work for 8 20 you finish work about 7 45 p.m yeah i then get a train on the northern line go to you know russell square yeah there's the university of london student union and there's a dance training session that's open to all of london that goes on from I think six till 10. So I arrived there by around about eight, eight fifteen, and I trained till about nine forty-five. Then I get the train home and I'll be eating some form of dinner through a tin of some nature. Wow. <laughs> and then, then I'll be, I'll get to my local train station. Then it's a 12 minute walk home. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie. Wednesdays are probably my most difficult day for a number of reasons, yeah. but you know something it's the, it's the day that sh- strains me the most physically, but also the most mentally. And that's why it's enjoyable in its own right. You know, when you've, when you've done that Wednesday, you're like, oh, I've got training out the way. I've got a really, really good set of patients or not so good. It depends on how things go. I have a moment for reflection on how I could have improved and then bring on Thursday. I mean, so whilst it all sounds absolutely, you know, we're we're all incredibly privileged. I mean, the fact that we're even having this conversation proves how privileged we are. You know, let's make that completely clear. But it is very trialsome at times. And yeah, there's so many moments where you sit there and, and you say to yourself, what am I doing all this for? Yeah, you know, mm. I'd much rather be cooped up with my wife watching I'm a celebrity or squealing okay. at something or you know what yeah. I mean. It's, or maybe it's, one uh, day you would be on I'm a celebrity oh, in the jungle. I doubt that very much, <laughs> this would be the first dentist <laughs> eating that oh, thing. Oh yeah, that, that would be. I mean, I think I'd fail at the first hurdle. I'm being absolutely clear. Like, <laughs> I'm wincing behind the sofa. Absolutely. No it's, way. Uh, it's. Um, yeah, it's 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 just a very a very interesting place that you find yourself in, and and yeah, you know, sometimes I I I I'll, I'll be asleep at seven forty-five on my sofa, wow. and I'll wake up at five thirty-six, and it's just like, oh my god, I need that. <laughs> you know, it's it's a very interesting place. But you know, Shiraz, everything you're saying reminds me of a a conversation I had today with an Italian dentist and your friend Walter Devoto from Portofino. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can tell you this. There is a beautiful book which we read in Italy uh, growing up in school called Il Piccolo Principe, The Young Prince. And yeah. there is a very important question that the prince asked to his uh, father. And the father replied by saying, don't worry what the world needs. You need to worry about what makes you happy because the yeah. world needs people that are happy. And that's yeah, exactly, exactly what you're talking about. 
That's a good, good, good little story there. That's uh, a, that's a, that's that's delightful. Actually, the the real difficulty of this whole process is the work is not necessarily the bit that you enjoy. In fact, it's the bit that you enjoy the least. Yeah. The ability to see results, change people's lives, change people's smiles, get people out of pain. These things are ultimately our our biggest biggest goal. You know, we touched on social media and the the the, the position of social media is making a lot of dentists become dentists for other dentists, which is you know how strange is that yeah you're you know you're you're preparing all this stuff just to show other people but realistically we do it for our patients and we are a service to people's health and i'm not disputing that you don't share with other professionals you know i'm part of almost every society and committee that you could know of right because you know i'm just passionate about sharing learning from the best and yeah. improving myself all the way through but we ultimately serve people who need our help and that should be our key driver. Everything else is an accessory ability option. You know, are you doing the best for every patient that walks through your door? If you can answer to that yes in your ability, then you should be someone who should be quite happy. Okay. Is that an agreement here? No, 100%, definitely, yeah. 100%. Shiraz, I personally feel that you already achieved so much in your uh, short career, but I like the fact that you feel that there is much more to do and to learn. And that is a great attitude to have. So as a young dentist willing to make a positive change in dentistry, what do you see working that is working in dentistry in the UK? And what do you actually think or feel that should improve? Well, that's a, that's well, we need to we need to sort out the Brexit situation before we even continue this conversation. But anyway, we'll leave that to Theresa May to absolutely ruin. So that's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that to her. It's, it's absolutely fine. No, in, in, in terms of, sorry, I said the B word in this conference. We said it's we weren't going to say it, but it's I fine. said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that'll start off a whole, that'll start off a whole conversation thread, I'm sure. No, I think one of the, 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 the most difficult situation that we're in is we're in a, at the current state and the current climate, we're in a very target driven practicing place. So, you know, with the current contract, you're very, very time pressured. Yeah. And ultimately, this is, there's no, if you've got 15 minutes to paint your house, or you've got 10 hours to paint your house, I'm sure the 10 hours is going to have better quality. Yeah. Yeah. And what we're having to learn and also, is how sorry, to you don't do have it. the pressure of GDC checking your paintwork and coming uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming to you. you. They might get into that one day. Who knows? It's, uh, it's a very <laughs> interesting set of affairs. Well, exactly that. But you're then you're then in a situation where you're having to learn how to paint your house in 15 minutes and it be completely acceptable. Acceptable. Now that's not a, that's not a sustainable position, and you know perhaps. I'm speaking on a on a very local scale, i.e. for myself. I'm sure there are some absolutely incredible practitioners who have got great muscle memory, who are so much quicker at dentistry than me, and they can provide outcomes that are even 100% better than mine. So I'm not, you know, I'm not disputing that people can't be quick and can't be good. But if I'm talking about the lay young practitioner, the dentist that qualifies that's done 20 restorations yeah. and 15 amalgams and no surgicals and maybe two or three crown preps, there is no way you can tell me that the majority should focus on being as quick as they can at those procedures. Do you, do you think I this mean, could that, do you think this could have a negative impact on a young dentist's mindset from the early stage well, of their I, career? I, I can I can tell you people that have been in practice for ten years who are coming on the uh, the Young Dentist Academy course and they're like you know I just found myself stagnating for seven or eight years. Wow. Now clearly you know people aren't born with lack of aspiration. 
No. No human being was born without that. It usually gets driven out of people, right? Or other things that are of a higher priority yeah. come in. Bills, mortgage, family, school fees. You know, and I'm, I'm quite fortunate. I mean, well, I'm not fortunate, unfortunately. I don't have a family yet, which gives me all the time that I need to do what I need to achieve. But, you know, when those days come, yeah. ultimately school fees are going to play a part. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disregarding yeah. people's ability or need to be able to earn from what they do. However, in a target-driven system, there will always be that underlying nature the more you do, the more you achieve. Yeah. Which, in its own right, shouldn't be the way, in my opinion. You know, if, you know, I mean, I'm very privileged to be working where I am, which we can talk about shortly, but, you know, I'm working in the heart of London. I'm quite happy to say that I can book as long as I like or as short as I like for the appointments that I need to do. Now, yeah. I do that in proportion to the clinical requirement, full stop. Yeah. It's not driven by how many patients I need to see in a day. When you, you mentioned that you worked within, uh, in the early stages, a, a highly NHS-driven practice. Now, yep, yep. seeing you striving for, as a, as a creative dentist, uh, uh, trying to achieve the best results for your patients and their care, how did you escape from becoming one of those dentists who fall into the negative mindset? And what advice can you give to others who possibly are looking for some sort of suggestion or or inspiration for them to not fall into that mindset? You know, as soon, I, as soon as I was there, I had no intention to leave, if I'm going to be honest. I didn't say to myself, no, but, you know, some people will have a clear goal, isn't it? They'll say by by two or three years' time, yeah. I want to be out of, I want to be in independent practice, right? I can hands down say to you, that was absolutely not my goal. Absolutely not. Because, you know, I was still, com I was still committed to my pension, you know, through the NHS and so on. Yeah. So, you know, I had no intention of leaving. Well, the one thing I would say is whatever type of dentistry is that you want to do you got you have to document it you have to make your own portfolio of cases because often discussions have happened through mutual meetings mutual friends mutual people whatever but you, the first people don't even ask for a cv they ask for documentation of your yeah, work yeah that one tip has changed where I ended up working. Now, I, it just so happened that I was really keen. I was a bit of a geek for dental photography. I was always taking cases. And one of the reasons I was always running late as well <laughs> when I was in target room practice. But the, the point was, was I was always trying to, you know, the photography was more than just about me creating a portfolio. I was able to critically appraise my work, not by looking at an impression said, yeah, that looks all right, send it off. And yeah. then the lab works and magic. I would look at my prep. I'd put it onto a computer screen. I'd look at it. I'd zoom in on it you know, 50 times, 100, whatever. Yeah. And be like, look, actually, that's just not good enough, is it, really? And that ability to self-critique your work is, some, and honestly, not just saying to yourself, that's great. Yeah. Saying, actually, no, no, this is fine and it's acceptable, but this needs to improve. That's the thing that drove me to change. And it just so happened that I ended up gravitating towards the practice that I did. I wasn't driven by wanting to leave a system. You know, actually, you know, without talking about too much details, when I got offered an independent practice job, the practice I was working within the NHS actually told me to leave. They're like, you're not allowed to work there and here. Wow. How horrible of a situation is that? In mm -hmm. fact, uh, you know, without getting into too many details, I, I, I was threatened that I would be taken to court if I joined another practice. I mean, wow. now when you're when you're when you're two years out of practice, where out of university, yeah. And it was my so get this for a situation. I was it was my birthday. It was my first national scale lecture at the BDA. Yeah, it was in Manchester, 2016. And I'm having a phone call about how I'm going to possibly be sued for wanting to work in a practice, which was actually, by the way, 0.1 mile outside the catchment area, just to make that clear as well. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And we all know that, you know, uh, ultimately, the, that, that, that sort of stuff doesn't stand. 
because you have to clearly damage goodwill, i.e., yeah. entice patients to leave, yeah. to then prove that you've got damages that you can sue. But you know, I, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. The patient base that I had were not going to pay, you know, over the odds for a checkup, so it wasn't really going to cause an issue. But I had yeah. this really horrible, horrible like indication that you know you will have to leave. You're not going to stay here. Uh, you know, this that it was really, really awful. And it's moments like that that allow you to sit back, be a bit sad for a moment reflect and say to yourself well okay this is the situation that's been put in front of me i mean i don't know about you guys you know i have a higher faith and i feel like everything's done for a reason no, everything exactly, that's put yeah. in front of you is 100 percent to test you to make you better yeah so whilst it might not be ideal it allows you to learn a lot about yourself and those around you so yeah i mean that's that's how i ended up in in, in independent practice but you know <laughs> there was absolutely no reason for me to want to leave because I had, you know, a great set of patients. I had a great team around me. It was just a, a bit of a wake-up call to show that actually the world isn't yeah. always out there for you. You know, sometimes it's out there to get you. Yeah. Uh, so if, if this incident trying... didn't happen, would I be right in saying that possibly you may have remained within the NHS practice oh, for a little bit longer? 100%. 100%. I mean, like I said to you, I, I wouldn't have intended to have left at all. The practice I was working at was lovely. The people there were lovely. I had no, you know, I had no intention of going anywhere. Yeah. I just, I, it, at the time, I was only working three days a week and I was picking up a job which was for the other two days. Okay. So it wasn't even impacting my ability to be at the practice that I was at. It's This is the, this is the unbelievable aspect of it. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, you know, talking about it, it was really, really tough. No, I can and, you imagine, know, when, yeah. When you've, you know, you're doing your best and you just want to strive to improve and become more you know, clinically competent and then you get situations like this, you sit there and think to yourself, whoa, what did I do wrong? Like, I mean, you know, what, why has this situation happened to me? But again, a, a process that I was very thankful for. Yeah very very thankful for but you know really really woke me up a little bit now, um, now i've actually met dentists and associate dentists who have been that they i mean they've been with the practice for for a number of years and i think you may have come across these as well that they obviously they they hate where they work they hate the way they have to deliver a dental care within a short time frame and, it, and it's sometimes not their fault and it's sometimes nobody's fault really you could blame in the system you could blame in numerous different elements but they, they, they don't seem to take any initiative to escape that option either they, they know what's on the table they know the position they're in and and, and, and I'm, what I'm trying to find out is what made you think differently to somebody who's who just can't shake that and they end up becoming so negative about dentistry that they end up trying to find out ways to leave dentistry and go into other industries. I've, I've seen dentists do that as well. And they, they never yeah. just saw the wider picture. Yeah. I mean, you, you got into dentistry obviously because you enjoyed it. So why escape it when maybe you just need to have a different outlook? time, energy, yeah. effort, finance, everything. Yeah. I mean, do you know, the thing was, was I was always, I was always driven to do the best that I could. And, you know, it was just a matter of time once I'd started documenting my work and once I'd been invited to a few couple, you know, talks, I've done a few basic non-peer-reviewed publications in things like the BDJ, uh, Dentistry Magazine, Young Dentist, Private Dentistry, all of these things were just happening. Yeah. I mean, all, albeit in your spare time, what you don't realise is all these things, they just start ticking boxes and people just start paying attention. So I then got invited to an evening an evening for, for some awards or, or, or whatever. And again, this was my first introduction to awards and so on. Yeah. And uh, a chap came up to me. And I, I mean, as you, as you, I think both, know 
because I can't not share it on Facebook. But I, you know, I do love I do love dressing up, right? So there's no <laughs> part of me that's not a diva when it comes to putting on an outfit. Okay, so um, I, I had a, I had a delightful uh, outfit on for this award ceremony, which I was really proud of actually, and it really did not bust the bank at all. In fact, it was so cheap, it's unbelievable. Um, and a chap comes up to me and he's like, "Might I say?" I think what you're wearing is absolutely amazing. <laughs> and I was like, hi, absolutely lovely to meet you. My name's Shiraz. Said, no, hi, I'm, and I won't tell you his name because I'll say it in a minute. Anyway, it so happened that we carried on talking. He's like, we met after they had won some awards. And he's like, oh, you know, Shiraz, so you're in Birmingham these days. I'm like, no, 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 I'm in London. He's like, London? You're in London? <laughs> we need to have a sit down and have a chat. <laughs> we need to have a sit down and have a chat. And at this point, I thought it was more probably intoxication rather than sincerity. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it got later on into the evening. A few days later, I get an email saying, can we can we arrange a meeting? I want you to meet at my other, my other partner at my practice. That was Martin Wanandea, who is the principal dentist along with Nick Sosodia at 10 Dental. Yeah. And I submitted a portfolio, showed my work, went in for a chat went in for various different you know interviews and whatever and it just so turned out that i i fit their requirements mm-hmm. at the time now i don't know why i can't sit there and say it was the color of my socks that encouraged that conversation <laughs> although yeah. what, color, what color now we want they to were know. definitely pink they were oh, definitely my pink. favorite One, color uh, i'm gonna be straight with you mine as well max mine as my well. wife called me uh, flamingo <laughs> <laughs> But sometimes I tell her, sometimes I put my foot down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, and, and what I'd slowly realized by doing all these additional type activities, it was just starting to, I don't know. I don't Pay know. dividends. I, I mean, the right people were tuning in. You, you were investing in your, in your time from what it sounds like, investing in yourself. And, and, and again, the dividends do take time to come back, you, you're thinking long term. So I mean, and, and you, you can imagine if I... If I'd got that conversation, struck that conversation, yeah. wasn't taking any clinical photographs, and then he asked for a portfolio, and I, you know, yeah. my photos were all full of my work was awful. That's that's got that opportunity gone straight down the bin. Yeah, yeah, it's just gone, absolutely gone, because clinical indicators are really, really important if yeah. you're going to be in, in in independent practice, isn't it? So yeah, that that, uh, that clearly yeah. that clearly. I mean, you mentioned before how you you said your biggest advice would be to create that portfolio or invest in in, in positioning yourself as well for that kind of opportunity. And that sounds like that's what you did. That that opportunity wasn't just a, a coincidence. It was preparation, investing in your own skill sets, critiquing, you know, creating that opportunity. I I, I, be, I don't believe in good luck. No, no. I believe in being I believe in being ready when the opportunity comes along. And that's a good example. I see. That's a really good example. Really, really. I don't think anything happens by accident. You know, how many times something you know someone something someone's been there when you're having conversation they tune yeah. in, yeah. and then it just becomes one thing after another. But if you weren't ready for the opportunity, you certainly won't seize the day. Yeah, I believe that wholeheartedly. And that's an interesting story. Interesting story. Now, now, Shiraz, we all know you're you're also famous for your for your breakdancing. We've seen you on on, on <laughs> TV as well for this. You've been on on TV. You've you've also worked with the singing dentist on, on a few shows as well. Um, yeah. So right, you yeah, you are yeah. you are. Milad. You are Pass kind of. You're portraying dentistry to a whole other audience, really, in, in a positive light as well, which is different to what the media usually uh, portrays dental, the dental industry as. Now, this is totally off, off, off dental topic, really, but how do you feel that has an impact to the younger dentist when they see somebody like yourself in, in a whole other limelight? And, and again, I know how popular you are with, with your dress sense, and I've seen your dresses, and, and again, I've seen your suits, the socks. I don't know how big your sock drawer must be, but. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> it's got a problem. We need to get another drawer. <laughs> Let's be honest about it. 
<laughs> but it, it, it must have a positive impact on the way people perceive dentistry, dentists, the younger dentists looking up to seeing how far they can go. Have you had any feedback from, from the younger guys, especially from the, the young dental academies? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really, really, uh, <laughs> really interesting. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop. I'll t- say one story about socks, then I'll progress to the break <laughs> dancing, if that's okay. So I met a, a senior colleague of mine, and uh, he was at the BDIA, which is I think is in Birmingham, if I'm right. And, you know, I, I tuned into his topic because he was talking about some form of new technology. And, you know, I'd followed him for a long time. I'd seen him at a lot of conferences. And, you know, he did a great talk. So, he came, I, you know, I went up to him after the slow. Thank you so much for, for the talk. And he's like, Shiraz, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, uh, you know, uh, when I started lecturing, you know, I thought people are going to remember me for two reasons. P- pardon my bad accent. They're going to remember me for my <laughs> accent and my waistcoat. And he goes, and your yellow socks. I know what you're doing. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, that couldn't be more far off the mark. You know, I mean, the, 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 the chap that um, the ultimate respect for him, he's a great inspiration to me. But the, 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 the funny thing is, is I think that's what people perceive it as, right? An opportunity to start. You know, how many times do you hear, you have to stand out, you have to be unique. and, and You know what? If you're you, you are, yeah. are unique. Yeah. No one has your fingerprint. No one has your blood type. No one has your temperament. No one has your hands. No one has your mind. Yeah. You're individual. You're unique if you're you. Agreed? That's And I, true. you know, wh- wh- while I was while I was a, a student, I had to work three jobs. Background history. Sorry, I trail back. My That's father right. has worked uh, in the airport. He's been a cargo supervisor for best part of 30 years. He's worked absolute day and night shifts, double shifts to provide me, my brother, my sister, my mum. But, I mean, our, his kids an opportunity through university and he sacrificed his whole life for that so you know a big big lot of love for my father who and my mother my mother was the one who's always buying us books and stopping me from running outside and playing football and you know she yeah. really really housed me and put me in but you know in in, in 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 these situations i had to work while i was at university so i was i was working at ted baker i was working at ben sherman i was doing various other shows i was teaching breakdancing and i just accru- i just accrued that interest through being in retail because I was always in the formal wear department yeah. and that's something just rubbed off for life. So the interesting thing is, is people, if people assume that the reason for the process is to look like I stand out, I can assure you that's absolutely, absolutely false. It just so happens that my choice isn't the same as the average person. Therefore it ultimately does stand out. Yeah. And, and, and whilst it's not the intention it's a it's a byproduct. So the, the advice there is is just be true to yourself because ultimately you will be the most unique person you can be if you're true to who you are. Back to the breakdancing situation. I think you know I think I get mixed I get mixed uh, mixed reviews about it. If I'm being <laughs> honest, you know I, you know I you know, I have had unfortunately I've had had some people like oh yeah he's that guy who dances isn't he? Oh, <laughs> a, little, a little chuckle to themselves. I've had other people who say wow I think it's amazing. Yeah. Now I was it I was um I was I was kindly invited to go to guys last last week or the week for to do a talk to the students and i said something very very plain and simple when we applied to do dentistry yeah there was a key formula for your, you know writing your personal statement and one segment of it is extracurricular isn't it yeah i mean you've done it hassan i'm sure you know about it max even when you yeah. go for a routine job you need to show what person you are yeah. and we all wrote that we did oh i rode for england or i played for my county in hockey or i ran for 
Jamaica or wh- whatever it is. You've said that you were really keen in some aspect or facet of some form of extracurricular activity. And yet, yet you go into dentistry and all that gets blown out the window because you've got so many academic pressures. You've got so little time. My advice is flip that on its head. That's the same thing that's going to make you succeed. You balance your time. I don't have very much time to sit there farting around on YouTube, although I love doing that, might I add. Nothing makes me much happier than just watching stupid videos. <laughs> but, you know, I think if you if you segmentalize your life, it becomes more efficient. And by being more efficient, you're more productive. By being more productive, you enjoy things more. Yes, it burns you out. And you need sometimes you just need a weekend where you're right. Right. I'm sitting in my pajamas the whole weekend. I'm not even going to open my laptop. In fact, phones on airplane mode. You do have to have those moments. But I, I, you know, uh, I'm quite fortunate to be part of a dance group who, who travel the world. You know, just last week we got uh, flights and accommodation to be flown out to uh, to France for, for for a dance competition in February. You know, these things I got to, I've got to see worlds, uh, areas of the world in a light that I would never have seen in dentistry. You know, and I think that's where culture is so rich. That's where grasping people from different facets of life and no judgments you know i mean to all of these to, you know it, it works two ways so when i go to a dance competition i i don't we don't have a cv to say oh he's dentist he's a fireman he's a sculptor he's a you've got to get down you have to throw your skills out on the table whoever wins wins there's no prior information and you know that's incredibly humbling because you know i'm i'm, I'm not saying oh by the way it's okay it's fine for me because i'm going home and you know i've got patients in the morning it's nothing like that it's i'm here I'm here to do the best that I can. I'm here to perform the best that I can. And I think that, that one part of life has been transferred to my dentistry. I'm not there to win. I'm not there to to, to say, oh yeah, it's okay because I go I go dancing. Yeah. I'm there to say, every time I apply myself, I want to do it to the best of my ability. And once again, all these awards are fantastic. They're great ways to stop check yourself. I'll be honest, I don't think they're a... I don't think they're an absolute requirement by any means, right? I'm not interested in knowing how good I am compared to everyone else. I just want to be the best that I can be. And you uh, question that, don't you? You question that loads. Uh, that's interesting. Because, I mean, look, I was talking to Tiff Qureshi on, on the previous podcast, and, and he yeah. said exactly the same thing, how there are certain things in the media, or even social media specifically, that unfortunately makes dentists compare themselves with, with other success. And then you mentioned this before, the success that we see online is not... It's not the detail. It's not the in, the full depth of what's taken. No, what's what's not taken the, at all. And then that can lead people to, I mean, becoming depressed slightly as well when when they see certain things and, and comparing. And false aspiration. And false aspiration. Right? Yeah, definitely. And and again, what you mentioned there was you're not comparing. You're not competing. You're, you're just improving yourself. So you're not competing with anybody apart from yourself. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I mean, it sounds completely uh, opposing, doesn't it? That I'm talking about, you know, uh, doing the young dentist thing and you know trying to achieve and you know i do enter myself for these awards and and whatever but the truth is 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 i'm not doing that to immediately compare myself against others although that's the nature of competition yeah yeah it's almost like it's just okay this is this is a goal that i had set have i worked hard enough to achieve it yet that's all it means to me does that sort of make sense yeah it's like have i worked hard enough to have achieved that goal not am I better than anyone because I really just I really dislike that aspect of all of this. I'm not. I don't think I'm the best anything. I feel like I've got so far to go, and I've said this to you before in in, in our conversation before. I'm not really driven by trying to be the best. I'm driven by being the best that I can physically be. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's, good, good that, advice. That's really Aiming to be the best version of yourself. That's it. I mean, what 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 good does it achieve? I mean, we're not in we're not in an industry like 
for example, let's use cars, Volkswagen and Audi and Mercedes and BMW, they're all in competition to have the biggest market share. That is so unapplicable in dentistry. It's unbelievable. Yeah. We're in our local areas. I mean, even in practices, sure, you can work to that market share advantage. But as individuals, that is absolutely preposterous. You're not going to have a bigger market share than anyone else, isn't it? Yeah. You're just going to yeah. be... If you can be the best that you can be, then you're going to be in a position whereby you can strive, you can better yourself, you can set further goals, you can validate whether you wanted to achieve or didn't achieve, or you know all those sorts of things. I think these 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 are the more important things, you know, rather than outright. You know, I mean, I, there's lots of people that you know they're striving, their aspiration is to be the best, yeah. and that's great because when I do a dance competition, I'm going there to be the best. You know, I'm not yeah. going there to be second place, third place. You have yeah. to go there with that aspiration, but. I, you know, there's, there's an element of humility that turns around and says, no, I'm not interested in being the best. When I go to a competition, if I performed to the best of my ability on the day and I didn't let myself down, then I'm actually happy to leave with last place. Yeah. If that was what it took. And the great news is about being last place, you're an aspirational company. You're in people that are around you that are better than you. Therefore, your only way to go forwards is up. If you yeah. surround yourself where you're the best in your circle, guess what? It's only a moment till you get shot down. So, so you know, actually, always being around those that are better than you, always going to rub off on you, always going to push you far, further, better. But, you know, we're, we're in this society where everyone wants to be the king of their circle or, you know, the king of their throne or whatever. But, I, yeah, I'm, I'm honest, I'm not driven by that at all. I want to be the best version of myself to my wife, to my family, to my close friends, to anyone that comes to any lectures, to my patients, to, I mean, all of them all together, not in order of importance, you know, just... In all of those areas, I just want to be the, as, as, as helpful as possible. Okay, no worries. Chiraz, you, you've given us a lot of good advice there for, for younger dentists out there. And I, I, I'm actually really impressed with, with the wisdom that you have at, at your young age and, and the outlook that you have on life and, and learning. And, well, thank you so and much, Hassan. It's, it's the ultimate growth it's... mindset. Chiraz, it's been lovely to have you on the show. I'm, I'm, I'm sure Max, likewise, would have enjoyed I mean, Max, what's your thoughts on this podcast? I really enjoy the podcast, Hassan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Shiraz, to be with us tonight. I think our listeners, especially the young dentist listener, are going to find this conversation very, very interesting. Definitely. I hope so. And, you know, I like, ultimately, the, the honor is all mine. I, I'm, so, I'm so grateful that you've even considered to have my point of view. And, you know, if, if there are any opportunities or, you know, people want to get in touch, or people want to know about the Young Dentist Academy, they want to do some more education to improve themselves and whatever. You know, we've got a great pathway if people are interested. So I'm happy to to, to, to support in as many ways as we can. So. No worries. Thank you. Thank you, Shiraz. And anybody out there who would like to get in touch with Shiraz or learn more about the, the work that he does, you can visit his, uh, the, the Young Dentist Academy, which is youngdentistacademy.co.uk, or you can find Shiraz on Instagram and, and contact him directly. He's on numerous social media platforms. Type in Shiraz Khan or Shiraz Carnage, you will find him. He's quite good at high <laughs> social media marketing, I would say. Yeah, I have to be honest. You no, you have to be, you have to be. Exactly. Yeah. Shiraz, thank you for being on the show. It's been lovely to have you and it's been a really insightful experience for, for me and Max. And, and again, we might possibly invite you again because I'm sure there's more we can probe from you from your mind and, and share with, oh, the, I mean, with that, the audience. That, 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 again, it would be my honor. Um, Shiraz, thank you again. And so for all yeah. our listeners out there, if, there's, if you found this podcast interesting or you know anybody that might find this really helpful for them, please share the podcast with them. Thank you for being our listeners and we'll tune into the next show, uh, which will be again next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. And that's me and Max for today and we'll, we'll catch you guys soon. Thank you. A word from our sponsors. The Creative Composite. 
Dental marketing, which helps you grow. The Pluto Partnership, where professionalism meets confidence.